This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Podcast. Uh, we're here today after a pretty resilient 1-0 win away at Charlton. It was uh, probably not the easiest game we've had all season. Uh, I think we've only had one shot on target, which uh, kind of shows that, you know, it wasn't the sort of attacking display that maybe you'd associate sometimes with Derby. But we got there, we got the job done, we were solid at the back, and we've got loads of great talking points from a really good day in the capital. So joining me today, uh, first off is JB Page. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm well. Good to see you and Vic and Adam yesterday. Me and you, Vic, stood together. It was an enjoyable 90 minutes and we got the result in the end. So I think we've got a good record, actually, us two. I think we've seen some good results, actually, Jake, especially on the road. I was going to say, Peterborough away, Liverpool away. Mm. I don't think we've seen a, a defeat yet. <laughs> so mm. That's what we need to do for the rest of the season. Uh, we've also got Chris Matthews-Redwood. How are you, Chris? Hello, Matt. I'm really good. Thank, thank you. Yeah, ugly win yes, yesterday, but they, they're the best. They can be, they definitely can be. And last but certainly not least, the moustacheless man, Adam. How are you, Paul? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Um, just about woken up after uh, the long day that it was yesterday. A good day, but very tiring as well, in the same, in the same way. Yeah, I was going to say we left at half seven in the morning yesterday uh, and got in close to midnight. Um, and I was up at eight o'clock this morning playing football, which was pure suffering. Uh, but it's all worth it. It's all worth it in the end. Uh, so first thing we've got to talk about, we've got loads and loads of talking points today. Uh, talk about the transfer window or the lack of uh, transfers in the transfer window. And we've also obviously got the game. And I wanted to kick it off, Jamie, talking about, I guess, the overall performance yesterday, because we've seen it recently where Derby's defence has sort of wobbles a little bit. Um, you know, Burton's the one that kind of sticks out a bit. Peterborough as well, where... The pressure's been on and we've crumbled and we've not handled it well. Now, yesterday, Charlton, I wouldn't say we're all over us, but they certainly had the lion's share of possession in the second half. And Derby defended really resiliently, really strongly. And it was great to see, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a really dogged professional performance, bringing Bradley into the back line. I think he had his best game in a Derby shirt. Looks like he's finally up to speed and putting a bit of pressure on um, I guess Niambi and, and other players that could be considered in that 3-5-2 if that's how we kind of go forward. But 
I think what what summed it up is the the tweet that you put out. I don't know if it was this morning or or this yesterday. Morning, yeah. Where this morning, I mean, it's just great to see that Alfie. I think it was Alfie May that took the shot, and you've got everyone on the edge of the box throwing themselves in front of the ball, and that's what you want to see um, from from a fan's point of view. And I think the only concern I had yesterday was that um, miscued clearance from Bradley that almost went into the bottom corner but apart from that we looked really solid and I think if we can continue to keep putting in these defensive performances then at least we give ourselves a best possible chance at, at kind of going for that top two it would would rely on the the forward players obviously playing their part but I just look at us defensively and I think we, we just look really really good at the moment. Exactly. And that clip that you referenced there, I mean, if you haven't seen it already, I recommend going and have a look because it is glorious. Uh, you've got what? Max Bird, Sonny Bradley, Curtis Nelson, Eric Cashin and Callum Elder all charging down the shot and throwing themselves in the way to protect Vickers' goal. And yeah, it's, it's good to see, isn't it? You want to see players putting their bodies on the line. And they certainly did that. I mean, Chris, you know, Jamie's talked about you want us to be solid in the running. Now, we've got a, a decent run of games, I'd say, coming up now. A lot of winnable games coming up. How important is it that we keep this going? Hugely. And it's the clean sheets that I think are so, so important. Um, the And I was just saying it was so would have been so Derby, wouldn't it, if um, Elder and all of those had been rushing out and they'd have still, still scored. Sorry about the dog. Um, but yeah, I think clean sheets are really important. I think the momentum is so important. They're all winnable games. Um, and I think, Jake, you said to me earlier, was it 92 points is the benchmark to get um, autos? And I think the way other teams are looking, we're probably in the in in the running now. I'd still think in the running. I don't think we're favourites at all with Bolton's games in hand. But yeah, it, those clean sheets are so important. And if we can nick an odd odd goal here here and there, especially away from home, um, yeah, I'm feeling a lot more op optimistic now. Yeah, and I mean, we talked about it, Adam, didn't we? That when, when Derby play this way that they play, it isn't the most exciting. But when it's effective, it's great because, you know, you turn up at a, a ground, you nick a goal, you sort of hold on and you get the vital three points. It doesn't matter if you win 7-0 or 1-0, you still won. It's when it doesn't work that, you know, we struggle. And I think there were signs yesterday that we're back on track. You know, we obviously changed the system to the system that we played against Cheltenham in the second half and we look much better. Can you see it sticking? Yeah, I think I think we kind of know Charlton's league position isn't brilliant when you look at it on paper, but they've still got a pretty strong squad. So coming into that game was a difficult one. You know, they've got one of the top goal scorers in the league and I thought we narrowed him down to pretty much zero clear-cut chances, I think, in that game, if I remember correctly. I think we reduced Alfie May to, you know, half chances from about 25, 30 yards out. Um, and he struggled, and I think Derby were really effective defensively. Um, I'll give him his praises, you know. Sonny Bradley, he um, put in a decent game yesterday. I'll give him his praises there, big words from me. But he did everything right. Um and I think also the biggest thing for me yesterday was his composure on the ball. I think that's something that he's missed this season. But yesterday he was, uh, he did everything right. Put no, put didn't, didn't put too many mistakes in. Obviously we mentioned that um, one where it nearly went in the back of the net. But we'll class it as a clearance, and I won't slate him for that. So uh, yeah, <laughs> a decent day defensively from Derby, and we were clinical when it dropped to us. 
Yeah, absolutely. And for anyone watching on video, uh, you might notice I had the wrong uh, background on. Uh, thank you to Callum in the comments for letting me know. Shame on you boys for not noticing. Uh, it was a test all along, so you've all failed. Um, but one of the things you mentioned there, uh, Adam, was our back three. You mentioned Sonny Bradley especially, and he stepped into the team as the Joe Ward and Callum Elder came back in later on as well. And we looked pretty solid. I thought Joe Ward had a really good game. Um, and, you know, he's not impressed me before, but that was by far his best game in a Derby shirt. And Bradley as well. I know, Jamie, like you you mentioned earlier, did almost score a, a calamitous own goal. It was actually genuinely quite impressive how he managed to sort of flick the ball off both feet and, and put it just wide. But both of them looked really solid, didn't they? And, uh, yeah, Jamie, they, they just looked like they knew what they were doing. And, and that's probably for the first time in a Derby shirt. Yeah, for sure. And and when Paul Warren comes out and says, look, we're missing a bit of fight on the pitch and we need a bit more fight. I mean, that's when you want an over six foot tattoo, heavily tattooed nutter to come into your back line and, and give you a little bit more. Um, albeit he was fouled, I think, from two corners and should have had two penalties. I think that that's uh, definitely something I saw. If Look at the picture. You know that picture that's on social media of him like yanking the bloke to the ground. I I haven't seen anything, Jake. So <laughs> can't can't comment. But yeah, I mean, Joe Ward was the the surprise. I mean, I I kind of thought that Bradley may have come in, um, but obviously Joe Ward's last game was for the under twenty ones against Forest. So some would suggest that that kind of put him out of favour. But he came in. He played well. And I've seen a few things on on Twitter on X to say that yeah he's a wing back he's not a he's not a fullback so if you play him at the wing back he'll he'll do a job and he'll look good the minute he plays kind of fullback and the emphasis on kind of defending that's where he's he's going to struggle but I think everyone had a good seven out of ten I mean there were a few standout performances that we'll probably talk about but I think everyone else had a solid solid game and I think that's where we we got the the win in the end I think everyone played their part and. You know, scenes at the end, that's what we want to see. We want to see the fans and the players all kind of together. And, and that's how we can we can kind of push up this league, hopefully. Well, exactly. And I mean, you mentioned about every player being over a seven. Quite literally, every player got a rating of a seven or above. Even Josh Vickers in goal, who didn't really have too much to do. So I think that says a lot about how good a performance it was as a team. That, you know, every single player pitched in, did their part and, uh, yeah, really showed what they were about. Um, and, and Chris, I mean, Jamie's made a point there about Joe Ward being a right wing back. Now, even earlier in the season when he played at right wing back, I always thought he looked a little bit wobbly, he didn't look confident on the ball. He didn't ever look like he wanted to carry the ball. But yesterday, there seemed to be renewed confidence. Has that spell in the youth team or the under 21s done him some good? Well, it looks like it, doesn't it? I mean, I think he flattered, he flattered to a deceive a lot. Um, I think everyone commented on his um, crossing ability and he was, and earlier on in the season, he was putting some fantastic crosses in. Um, and yeah, he just, he was one, wasn't he? That I don't think if we'd have let him go during the transfer window, anyone would have missed him too much. But yeah, what a way to come back. Um, so look really solid. And it's amazing what you do when you play right, when you play players in their a correct role. But you know, three five two until yesterday it seemed to be a thing of it seemed to be a th a thing of the past. But it's good to know that if we do play it, we've got someone like like Ward who can look as solid as he did, create chances, um, and yeah, he, he seemed to have his have his spark back yes yesterday, which was lovely to see. Yeah, it certainly was. It certainly was. And I mean, again, not one 
Derby fan, or at least I don't think so, not one Derby fan wants a player to fail, do they? You know, you don't want people to fail. But when you see players... Well, yeah, I know. (laughs) But, um, you know, you you don't want players to fail, but sometimes there's players that really need to pick up their game. And I think Joe Ward was one of those where when he was coming on, there were groans and people, oh, no, he's coming on again. Those two penalties in two games didn't do him any favours. But... Now he's sort of he's established himself with a big performance, and I know it's very early to say, but again, he, he looks like he's back to the Joe Ward that we thought we'd signed, and Sonny Bradley looks closer to the Sonny Bradley that we thought we'd signed. And Adam, we've got a comment from uh, Vic Singh. You might have heard that name before, uh, and, and he's <laughs> he's talked about standout players from yesterday, and he, he says very specifically, can Adam show some love to Sonny Bradley today? I mean, there's been loads of comments on social media about his performance. A couple of you have mentioned him already, but what did you make of Sonny Bradley? And can you force yourself to say something positive? Um, I will do today uh, for the <laughs> first time. But like you mentioned there and you said, you know, players stepping up into the performances that we thought they would be putting in when we signed them. Sonny Bradley yesterday, that was the sort of performance I, I expect from him. And I'll give him his praises for that. He, um, he put in a decent game. Like I mentioned earlier, his composure on the ball for me was the biggest thing that I think we've needed from him. You know, we brought him on in, you know, high performance level times, such as like the end of the game and we need to see things out. He's been a little bit shaky, a little bit nervous. But when he was given that start yesterday, I felt like he was he was calm and composed on the ball. And, you know, I know he's not a ball playing defender, but just to be able to take one touch and move the ball along without too much shakiness is exactly what we exactly what we need from him. I know Jamie mentioned about him getting pulled down the box. Um seems to happen quite a lot in Bradley's on but you know it's just it's that bit of aggression that we've we've lacked I think at times recently you know we talk about Adams coming into the side I'm sure we'll mention how good he was but Sonny Bradley for me brings that sort of aggression onto the pitch and when it's controlled like it was yesterday from Bradley I think we saw him at probably as close to his best as what we have so far and with Derby County you know he's strong in the tackle he's physical and that's exactly what we've needed at times of recent and you know I think definitely Maybe even last week I was calling out for for stronger stronger tackles to be put in, Derby to win the 50-50s. And I think we did that superbly yesterday. And, and Bradley was 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 right in the mix of that. And so, yeah, he put in a decent game yesterday. And um, if we keep picking th- three at the back, then definitely he needs to be in the middle of there if he's going to put in performances like that because um, he'll be a big help to us. Yeah, he will. And I think he slotted in quite well with Nelson and Cashin as well. They they seem to work quite well as a three, especially defensively. And the point you made about him, you know, not passing the ball or not, not being the ball player. Um, it's interesting. He had the fewest touches of any outfield player to play more than 60 minutes, um, which is quite interesting for a defender. Although I think most of those touches went out for a throw in because it was a clearance or a header or something like that, which I think sometimes you need when you're away from home, you need players to do that. Head it, kick it, no nonsense. And uh, yeah, just get it gone. Uh, just having a look at some of the comments as well. We've got Cal Remain. I can't even read. I think my eyes are terrible. Um, but he, he said he referred to his team the other day as the anti-McLaren. We're winning 1-0 now instead of 4-3 because we defend first. Uh, we've got Dave Dandy who says he had his doubts about Paul Warren, but he's getting Derby hard to beat and he's got the interest of the club at heart. Uh, and we've got Jim Johnson as well, who says Bird Bradley had his best game for us. Uh, Mendes Lang, what a trooper as well. And yeah, we do have to mention it. I know we'll get onto the goal a little bit later when we talk about Max Bird, but uh, Mendes Lang's, I guess, strength and resilience to come back onto the pitch with his feet quite literally in bits. Uh, his boot was falling apart around him and he comes on, 
Bird blazes through, takes a wonderful touch and hammers it into the bottom corner before being subbed straight off, um, which I think says a lot about the sort of character he is. So, yeah, well done, Mendes Lang. And uh, let's just hope he's uh, he's not picked up a, a long-term injury. But as I've just mentioned him, uh, we were going to talk about another midfielder first, but we'll talk about Derby's latest loan signing, uh, Max Bird. Now, it was, it was a bit... It was a bit of a weird one. So the Bird deal is rumoured to be around £2 million, which for a player that's out of contract in just a few months, I think is pretty amazing business, to be honest. Uh, And we'd have only got a few hundred thousand in compensation if he'd gone at the end. So he was always going to leave. He said he wants a new start. It's nothing to do with money. It's nothing to do with anything like that. He's been at Derby through thick and thin. I mean, you think about when he came through, he, he properly came through under Lampard and Philip Koku a long, long time ago. Uh, and now here he is. He's been through administration. He's been through relegation. He's played in League One. You know, he's been with us and stuck with us along with Sibley, along with Cashin this entire time. And he just wants a fresh start. And I, I absolutely respect that. Um, I thought he was brilliant yesterday. And you could see what it meant to him when the goal went in that picture's class of him celebrating. I mean, Jamie... I mean, we, we can't pretend that you weren't a little bit apprehensive about the uh, about the move. Uh, in fact, I'd say you were borderline delusional uh, with some of the things that you were saying. You didn't want Bird to play. You want them to never play for us again. Uh, what were your thoughts after yesterday? Well, I was just angry. I was angry that it came <laughs> at that point. Um, but I have settled down. Um, I do understand in terms of, of business sense, it, it makes complete sense. And if he wants to change then, then who are we to, to stop him? He's been a, a fantastic servant for the club. He allows us to get some some money in the door, which is all profit because he's an academy graduate as well. So hopefully that can be reinvested in something, hopefully playing players um, rather than debt or anything like that. But um, yeah, I think yesterday we were either going to see a, a fantastic performance from him or a shocking one and, and nothing in between. But I think you saw quite early on that he was well up for it. Um, like you said there, his... Uh, his pass for the goal was fantastic. I actually think he played well, though, because of the other loan signing in there. And I know we're going to talk about him as well. But Don't, think, don't jump the queue, Jamie. I'm not going to jump the queue. I'm not going to jump the queue. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it on bird. But yeah, look, he's come back on loan. Whether that was his own decision, whether that was something that the club stipulated, we, we won't know. But... He's a he's a Derby lad. Um, he's come through the academy. He'll want to leave, getting us promoted. So if he can do that, I think we can all agree that we can say goodbye in the summer and come up against him twice next season and know how to beat him. I guess um, <laughs> him and him and Jason Knight. But yeah, when he when we scored, I I did play close attention to Max Bird. I saw the celebration, and as he was running back to the centre, I, I did kind of feel. A little bit of sadness. I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to cry, mate. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was quite emotional. I'm. I'm not going to lie. Um, so yeah, Birdie. I'm sorry that I was a bit angry when you when you left on the deadline day. But get us promoted, and you'll be uh, you'll be forgiven. That's it. And I think you know the reason why allegedly the the deal was, was slow and why it was done so late was because Bristol City didn't want to loan him back. They wanted him right away. Um, and Derby and Bird were adamant that they wanted to stay. So I think, again, it's another thing about his character, isn't it? You know, you, you look at him and he clearly cares. He clearly loves the club. He's had plenty of times where he could have left. You know, Lee Buchanan, he ran off first chance he could get. Uh, he tore up his contract when we, we changed over and Bird stayed, even though he was far too good to play in League One. So 
yeah, he's a good lad. He's a good lad. And I think he's done well. And Chris, I mean, we have to talk about the goal, don't we? Uh, Bird picks the pocket of the uh, the Charlton midfielder, runs through, plays a beautifully weighted ball onto Mendes Lang's toe. And Mendes Lang just has to take the touch and put it in the corner. I mean, people have complained about Bird's not having that end product, but he certainly had it there, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, and just picking up picking up on slightly with on what Jamie said, I think the the main thing f- for me that was the disappointment when the window shut was that it was Bristol City. No disrespect to Bristol City at all, but I just felt his ambition was a bit. Mm. But at, at, at the end of the day, yesterday he showed what class what a class act he is. Um, say I've I never doubted that he's that he's um, playing for the shirt and I never thought he'd put in a bad performance. I'm glad that you said that the loan was his decision as well. And I think that goal yesterday just, uh, just epitomized him. And if I'm being honest, when um, Jamie said he got a bit emotional when Bird was running back to the halfway line, actually, I think a lot of Derby fans were, it was, he's going to be a big, he's going to be a big loss. going to be a big loss for us, but yeah, cracking ball and that's what we need him that's what we need him to do a lot more now um before the end of the end of the season because as Jamie said if 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 he leaves us um having secured us promotion then all will be will be forgiven until we play him next season obviously Absolutely. And this is like a six-man pod now because I've got Vic and Callum in I was the gonna comments. Say, they might as well join in. Come on lad. <laughs> they might as well get on. Get them on video. Um, but Vic brought up something that I was just about to bring up. So we're on the same wavelength, Vic. And talk about, you know, Bird, he, he set up that goal. And he nearly did a very similar thing in the second half where, you know, he picks the pocket of the defender, waltzes past three or four players and puts it narrowly wide. I mean, Adam, we'll obviously talk about Adams uh, and his impact and how he sort of freed up our midfield. But Bird looked a different player, didn't he? He looked well up for it. He completed the most tackles in the game. He won almost every single duel in the game. You know, some of the criticism has been, you know, is he really fighting? He was one of those players putting his life on the line for that shot right at the end. He wants it. He clearly wants it. Do you reckon that now he's going to really pick up and help push us towards that top two? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, in in one aspect, we've we've got one player who's been great for us for the last few years, only for six months more. But I think now we're going to get a really good six months from him um, or have it, however many months it is until the end of the season. I think um, yesterday, like we said, like you just said there, he was very close to scoring a superb goal. Um, and I think last week I was, I mentioned it again, I was saying that Conor Hoare, Hannah Max Bird, I wanted to see more from them as players because I know that they can show us more and I think of recently their form had dropped a little but now Max Bird's you know the move's gone through he's you know he knows he's got that move I think it, it can be used in a positive way to get a little bit more out of him knowing that he's got one last thing to give to Derby County for the moment and um, that is hopefully helping us get promotion and if he can put in another performance like he did yesterday then I'm sure that will get a few more points than what we would do if, if he wasn't putting in that level of performance because yesterday Last week, I called out that he needed to be winning them 50-50s, need to be strong in the tackle. I thought he was superb at that yesterday, like so many other players on that pitch. And I think his desire to get forward was was a lot clearer yesterday as well. I think there was more of an attacking threat from him, which is something that you know we've talked about him being, is he a box-to-box midfielder? Does he just sit? But I think yesterday, we saw a little bit more of what Max Bird can do um, and showed why, he, why he's got that move to the Championship. Because 
as Derby fans, we all know how good he can be. Um, but he has to put on them sort of performances every week to get that move to the championship. And, and yesterday he proved why. And yeah, he put in a superb performance. And if he puts that in, you know, in some of the bigger games coming up, you know, when, when we face the likes of Portsmouth and Bolton and teams in the top six, then I'm sure we'll be coming out with a couple of points rather than none. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's hope you're right. Um, and we have to talk about our other loan signing, uh, Ibu Adams. Now, uh, we did an episode a couple of days ago talking all about him and, and what he can bring. And quite literally every single thing that uh, our guest said came true within about five minutes of the first half. He's brilliant. He's everywhere. He runs, he runs, he runs. He fights for every ball. He's not scared to two-foot someone in the kneecaps, which he did, and very luckily got away with it. Um, but he was everywhere, and he freed up the likes of Bird, the likes of Hurahan, and really made us look more balanced. I mean, Jamie, you know, Ibu was the the chant that was <laughs> was going around. Um, and sometimes it was like Roos. You know, we had the Roos chant, and it sounded like we were booing, but we weren't. We were we were celebrating Derby's new midfield signing, and he's only got a year at the end of the season uh, at Cardiff. I have a feeling we'll be right after him if he keeps playing like this. And uh, yeah, how impressed were you? Yeah, really impressed. I think it was the the Adams show. I think he had a fantastic game. He had the injury scare. He had cramp. He almost got sent off. So it was a, a real kind of story for him in his first game, and and for the fans, I'm sure you know for him to to come into to Derby and have the name, have his name sung by the fans and have that reception for his first game. I'm sure he absolutely loved it. But as we've said, that is a sign that we needed. We need to free up Burb. We need to free up Hurahan so that they can go and play. And I think actually he's, he's probably worth two players in there. He gets about, he's physical. He's actually quite a lot better on the ball than I thought he was going to be as well. We play some really nice passes across the pitch. So I think he looks like someone that can kind of come in and, and just cement that that place and, and hopefully keep us going. I think in previous games, in, in times where we've gone away to certain places, we, you've looked at it and thought, well, clearly the other team have thought if they get after Bird and Hurahan, then then they're going to get some some joy. Um, and to reference the, the first well, the first game of the new year against Peterborough, we all saw how easy we were, pl- we were to play against through the middle. So, You've just got to hope that he can kind of be that that kind of guardian to that back line. And, and actually, we've got a few more players to kind of break down. But I think he also sets the expectation. You know, you saw him kind of from the first whistle running about, putting himself about. And then you've got Max Bird doing that. And I think that's kind of contagious. So, yeah, absolutely love him. 
would love him. I think I'd sign him now if we could. Can we can we get an offer in? I'd even pay a fee um, rather than him coming on a free. You personally? Um, yeah, me personally. Well, we'll take it out. We'll take it out of the Rams sort Christmas fund. <laughs> I don't think they'd sell him for a tenner, mate. I think they want a little bit more than that. <laughs> but no, I completely agree. I think he was quality. Um, he looked really, really good. I think you know you can see why he's playing for for Gambia. You can see why they called him up even when he was playing in League Two because he's just got something about him. I mean, he didn't sign his first professional contract until he was twenty five. Which you know that's that's crazy when you think about it. You know he was playing in non-league all those years and joined Forest Green and then yeah stepped up and and now he looks a real top player in League One. I mean we've got a couple of comments about him already talking about signing him and he's the missing piece of the jigsaw. But the thing that I liked the most, Chris, was the fact that he seemed to just really enjoy it. Uh, you saw in all the interviews, you know he was always smiling, always happy. You know, Jamie talks about the work rate being contagious, but I think when someone's a positive person, I think that really can be contagious as well and, and really rubs off on the players around. I mean, every time he was sort of, he'd flattened someone and then get up laughing and pull them to their feet straight afterwards. And that's the sort of player you want in your team, isn't it? Absolutely. And especially in our midfield. And did, was it, Jake, that he didn't sign his first professional contract in, until he was 25? Yeah, yeah, with Forest Green. There's hope for you yet then, mate. There's no (laughs) hope for me, mate. (laughs) I could barely play at Sunday League level. But (laughs) But, no, he he epitomised the performance yesterday. And I think um, he brought out the best in Bird. Um, I don't think he brought out the best in in Hurahan, but that's a different story. No, it's exactly what we needed. We needed, it felt like in the January window, we needed an injection of something and we couldn't quite put our finger on what the something was. And I think it's him. Um, And as Vic says, long may his performances continue. And I think if we are going to go up this season, he's going to be instrumental to that. And I don't want to put too much pressure on him because he's only played one one game he hasn't been in the club a week yet but he looks like he could be exactly what we need well exactly and and Paul Warren even said you know he has a usual rule where when a player signs he he keeps them for a couple of weeks before they start a game and he was through the door and within minutes on the pitch I mean there were times when I could see Hurahan sort of basically teaching him the tactics as the game went on and showing him where he needed to be in the system and and things like sure that it wasn't the other way round no, no, I know you hate him, Chris. I know you hate him, but I'm sure he knows what he's talking about. At least I hope he knows what he's talking about. Otherwise, that'd be a bit worrying, wouldn't it? Um, but he's, yeah, he, he was learning on the job. And for a player that, you know, barely just walked through the door, it was a really strong performance. And Adam, do you think he can really build through that? Because we've seen, I, I mean, there's one holding midfielder that sticks in my mind uh, that joined the club made his debut. Oh my God, what a performance. Absolutely phenomenal. Julian Dessart. And then about three games later, he was that bad. He was passing the ball to advertising boards and stewards and and things like that and was horrendous for the rest of the year. Can you see Adams doing that? I I mean, I can't, but can you see him keeping that form up? Julian Dessart's a legend of West Brom away. I have to put (laughs) that in there first. Um, No, I think, I think, you know, Adams showed his quality yesterday. Um, his desire to win pretty much every single ball was was noticed by everyone. I thought he was quality in the challenge. And, you know, I keep saying that that sort of physicality, you need that in League One. You know, we talk about Sonny Bradley showing his physicality yesterday when it was needed and, and, and Adam showed it as well. And 
if he can stay fit and hopefully not get injured at all during the remainder of the season, then we're in for a very solid midfield, hopefully. And, you know, I think maybe Vic mentioned it in the comments about the balanced midfield that we've been crying out for. Um, hopefully we'll be on track to finding that pretty soon with um, Adams in the hold in there. Because I felt like yesterday, in, in in previous games, maybe we've been too open in the middle. I feel like teams have come through us and we've had quite a few, not end-to-end -end games, but it feels like the midfield's been bypassed a lot um, from attack and defence. But I think yesterday there was quite a few times when Adams was that final buffer in between you know, the opposition attackers and the defence, and it felt like he got that last foot in, which meant that Aaron Cash in Nelson or Bradley didn't have to come forward out of position and, and try and put pressure on and make a challenge. So just that added bit of relief um, between the Tappy defence is, is exactly what we needed yesterday, and it will be exactly what we need in many more games this season. And if Adams can hold down that position, which I'm sure he will do after that performance yesterday, um, we're in for many more points on the road and at home because... Like I said, it was just that last line of, of defence, um, if that makes sense. Just put the put the foot in in that midfield and, and got, won us the ball back. And it allowed us to become more counter-attacking, which is, is definitely what Paul Warren's been after since he's come into Derby. He's wanted that midfield to win the ball and, and generate a quick attack. And I, I felt like Adams suited that perfectly yesterday. Yeah, it does sound a little bit like you're talking about yourself when you talk about him. I know, I keep, it feels like I'm talking <laughs> in third person. <laughs> well, we had um, we had Adam's bird earlier, didn't we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we he's did. Made, made an appearance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you said that Paul Warren's been after it, but Ryan John has actually said the recruitment team at Derby have listened to this podcast because uh, we've been talking about getting a tough midfielder. So well said, Ryan. Yeah, you're absolutely spot on. Um, Always liked him. <laughs> um, I mean, one thing we do have to talk about, and just talk about it quickly, is the atmosphere. I mean, as, as Chris mentioned earlier, we need to get 92 points. Right now, we're bang on on track with the points that we're getting at the minute. We're, we're on track to get 92, which in most seasons is enough for automatic promotion. Um, so, you know, that's that's a pretty decent points tally considering most weeks we come away thinking, oh, my God, uh, <laughs> which is quite funny. But we need that positive atmosphere, don't we? I think yesterday from minute one, it was great. We were singing all game. And towards the end, uh, the trusty We Are Derby, Super Derby came belting out. Um, and yeah, the, the usual stuff at the end. And even when the players are doing their warm down as well, you know, Kane Wilson running over, started the bounce about four times, uh, clearly enjoyed himself, uh, which is really, really good to see. JB, how important is it that we keep this atmosphere up? Because we've seen in recent weeks, the atmosphere is really flat, especially at home. And we've just, you know, when performances are poor and the atmosphere is poor, it all becomes a little bit miserable. But when one or the other can lift the other one up, it's really, really good. Tell me what you're... I can't speak. Tell me what you think. Well, away from home, I don't think we have to worry about atmosphere. Our, our away performances in the stands will never be questioned. I think from, like you said there, from minute one, we were behind the team um, and, and we, we kind of got them over the line but where we're really struggling is is at home um and I, I know that a couple of people on on twitter have, have kind of referenced the the video that circulated after james collins's goal and said look you know two three years ago there'd be absolute limbs in that in that south stand but now it, it looks really flat it's almost like you want to get the south stand kind of take them over to the pirelli stadium and then get a bus over and uh, and treat it like an away game potentially. Um, I don't know. I can't put my finger on. It. I know we've spoken about it before, but 
there needs to be something. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe we start bringing scarves and flags and balloons it's- and ticker tape. I don't, I don't know what it is, but the the home atmosphere really, I think, really needs to improve so that we can be that twelfth man. Um, Chris, I don't know what you were going to say. Yeah, I was going to say what you going to say, Chris. I was going to say we need the uh, we need the Johnny Russell chant. <laughs> Now, that might not make any sense to uh, most people listening. But, yeah, it was, it was quite strange yesterday. People were singing the Johnny Russell chant, but apparently they were singing it at the jukebox at the pub before the game, which made it make a lot more sense because, yeah, we were we were scratching our heads at one point yesterday. Um, but, yeah, atmosphere is really important. We knew that anyway. Um, we just need to keep it up. With regards to ideas, I mean, obviously the, the club aren't blessed with mountains of cash to put towards that sort of stuff. I mean, we've got about two million apparently, so you never know. Um, they might put it towards that but yeah maybe some supporter-led movement could do a job that'd be good um you know maybe we you are the man jake you're no i'm not i'm not the man i'm not the man those days are are gone mate but someone else and i will happily help um so if you listen let me know uh but one thing we do need to talk about uh is to do with our striker conundrum right so we all knew during the transfer window we were after a striker. We almost signed one on deadline day, uh, almost signed two on deadline day, ended up getting neither of them in the end. One went to Stoke and I don't even know who the other one was because it was never revealed. Now Mendes Lang uh, has, has picked up a, a nasty cut. We don't know if there was any damage structurally to his feet as well, which we really hope there isn't. That leaves us with just Collins, uh, maybe Corey Blackett-Taylor up front as well, and Tom Barkays, and who we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, how important is it, Chris, that we get Waggon and Washington back as soon as possible to sort of release some of the pressure on James Collins? We don't need him, mate. Collins, he can do it himself. Look at him. He's absolutely man mountain last 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 few weeks. Um I'm if I'm being brutally honest, I was a little bit um annoyed at the um Derby County admin on X when they were when they put out that tweet about um Washington being back fit and running. Um, it's like a new sided. Yeah, it's not though, is it? it it's, it's not. Um, yeah. No, look, we've, we've had this debate all season. We've had this debate for years. I think, you know, um, Collins is not going to be the one game after game to score goal after, after goal. I think, um, Waghorn's not a number nine. He's more of a num. He's more of a number ten. Um, Washington runs, but in terms of quality of finish, it's not there. Um, Blackett Taylor, we signed him as a winger. Let's make sure he stays there. Um, but yeah, but it's Annie, be... sorry, Chris. Sorry to interrupt me. But can, if we're playing this three-five-two, we don't have wingers, and he's not a wing back. So where would he fit in? Probably up, uh, probably up front, Jake. Oh I mean, wow! I mean, look like a right div then. Thank you. But, yeah. Um, I, is three Sorry, five two going to? That's all right. You you've just completely shot me down. Um, I don't think three five two is going to be the um long long term plan. Maybe away from home when we've got injuries. Um, I think if if it was me, I think Barkhausen would um do a job. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We're going to have this striker concern until we spend a million pound plus on a number nine who bangs in 20 goals a season. So I think while we can't worry, we can't worry about it because we can't do anything now until the end of the end of the season. If we go up, 
Who knows? But between now and the end of the season, Colin has just got to run his socks off and we've just got to fit in where we can. I think for me, it's Barkhausen. Um, and hopefully we'll get Washington firing. And say Waghorn isn't a number nine. He's more of a number 10. So when he comes back, who knows? Mm. I've just yeah, seen Lucas Zhao again. No, no please, no. Please. <laughs> Let's stop this. Let's stop this. If anyone mentions a certain Peterborough striker as well, I'll get very upset. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's an interesting one, isn't it? In in that situation, I've just seen someone's put about Dwight Gale. He just loves paddle tennis. Uh, he's not trying to sign for Derby anytime soon. And injury Barking, though, won it, Jake? Yeah, it was. It was very good. It was very good. Um, and yeah, I mean, the injury-wise, Washington's got an ankle injury. Wagon's got a recurring calf injury. Um, you know, he's he's about 84 years old, so I'm not surprised that he's picking up injuries at, at his age. But yeah, I mean, Adam, you know, one of the comments we've got here talks about Tom Barkes, and I thought it was a bit of a weird performance from Barkes because he came on. I don't think he worked maybe as hard as he possibly could have done. Uh, I don't think he looked anywhere near his, his best. I think... So I, I, to be honest, I wonder if he's all right because in recent games he's not really looked all there at all. Um, it does make you wonder if if something's going on outside of football. But is he the answer up front? If we can't we can't play Collins and another slow person, it has to be someone quick. What are your thoughts? I'm, I'm a I am a fan of Bart Kazen. After his purple patch last season, I think he shows he has that that clinical edge to his game that maybe other wingers lack that end product, but they're good with assists. But I think Bart Kazen, I just remember Cheltenham away when he came on and, and finished the game off for us uh, last season. And I think he can be clinical when he's in that position and he can create chances. Um, I think he, do, he is a player which rides on confidence um, as well as the rest of the team performing well. I don't think he's a player who's going to uh, pull up a performance on his own. And score the goals for us and win us a game on his own, but I do think he can do that. I know what you're saying recently. I think I think he's looked off it. I think we saw it last season a little bit as well. At times he looked off it, maybe when he was in that wing back position, which isn't his favourable position. Um, but I think up front, Bart Cason would be my next choice with the current uh, injury injuries at the moment. I think obviously we tried Mendes Lang in pre season up front, and he looked he looked decent enough. But then the season kicked off, and he looked a little lost. Um, but I think Bart Kazen is is definitely a player who could who could slot in and has that clinical edge to him. Um, but yeah, a player who who rides on confidence at the moment doesn't look doesn't look too full of it. Even though he has scored a couple of goals in not too long ago, like you know Fleetwood away, um, he scored there late on. But yeah, I think Bart Kazen is a player who can play up front. I'm a fan of him, but I understand why some fans aren't a fan of him as well. I think his performances need to be a lot better than what they are at the moment. I understand players go through bad dips of form. Completely understand that. Obviously, most recently we had Joe Wildsmith. You know, we saw Mendes Lang at the start of the season. He wasn't firing um, in a couple of matches and, and players go through that. Uh, but we've seen what Tom Barkhazen can do and hopefully sooner rather than later he can find that form again and, and find that confidence again, which means he's scoring goals. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Because, yeah, we'll certainly need him uh, later on in the season. So, right. One last thing to talk about. We've got to talk about Shrewsbury next week. Um, Shrewsbury again. They're not. They're one of those teams where I don't really know anything about them at all. Pretty much. No one uh, does. Yeah, there's quite a lot of teams in this league. With with you know all due respect, I, I don't know massive amounts about. I mean, they're 16th in the league at the minute. Uh, they obviously beat us earlier in the season in what was not a good day for the Warren household. 
Derby um, fans scored against us. Yeah, Derby fans scores against us and we lose, uh, which is never good. Um, anyway, we've turned it around. Everything's better now. Shrewsbury coming to Pride Park. Jamie, score prediction, goal scorers, what do you reckon? I think it's got to be a home banker, hasn't it? Um, I'd like to see us score more than one, maybe more than two. So I'll go 3 nil victory. I'll go for a Blackett-Taylor goal and two from James Collins. Um, and that means I'll, I'll win our bet. And uh, yeah, nice and, two pence, nice and early. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, what you count as open play goals, I don't know. I think he's got a score from the halfway line to count at, at this point. But yeah, I, I just I just think that James Collins had a quieter game against Charlton. I think he's probably a little bit better at home. Um, so hopefully, yeah, he can get a, he can notch another couple of goals. That'll be that'll be good to see. Yeah, it certainly would. And uh, some context, by the way, uh, me and Jamie have a bet, uh, £50 for charity. Uh, if James Collins, if he does hit 10 open play goals, I'll donate. And then if he doesn't, Jamie, you'll... Wrong way around. If he doesn't, yeah. I'll donate £50 to charity. And if he does, Jamie will donate £50. So, yeah, it's uh, it's all good. Uh, just got to hope no, that's being made to, oh. to look an idiot. Yeah, it's, it's a long day, mate. It's a long day. I didn't get in too late. I've been ill. I'm, <laughs> I'm fighting for my life. I've had cramp about four times during this body. You've probably noticed me moving my back to stretch my legs. I know. I'm struggling. I'm flagging. Anyway, I'm going to lose, basically, because Collins will score one goal from open play for the other season. Regardless, doesn't matter. Um, and Blackett Taylor, yeah, let's hope he's back from whatever knock he had this week. Uh, did he have a knock? Who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. What do you reckon, Chris? What's, uh, what's your score prediction of goal scorers? Uh, well, if everyone recalls, it was Shrewsbury at home last season that led me to my rant about ripping the uh, ripping the roof off the away end and serving the away fans mud. So I'm hoping there isn't a repeat of that. I'm going to go for 2-0 uh, Collins double from open play. That's what I like Adam. to hear, Chris. I'm going to say a 3-0 Derby County win. Um, I reckon James Collins... And a Mendes Lang brace if he's if he's fit and playing. Hopefully so. No, he's in a brace, mate. (laughs) (laughs) He's stitched his foot back together and he's he's back. Uh, We've got a couple from the comments. Uh, Ben Chambers has said Derby four, Shrewsbury one. Damon McDermott says three nil. Blackett Taylor, Adams and Collins. Adams would be good for him to get a goal in his home debut. Jim Johnson says five nil. The most positive man I've ever seen. Uh, Collins times two, Blackett Taylor times two, and Max Bird. Vic says 3 1 win, uh, and Matt Hunt says 2 1 win. Callum Bucock says 2 0 win. So I guess I'd better go with everyone else and say it's going to be a derby win. Uh, I'm going to say also 2 0. I think hopefully we'll have we'll still be solid at the back. We'll grab a couple of goals at home. Uh, I reckon a Collins penalty, and uh, <laughs> and I don't know. I feel I feel a rogue goal scorer. I think Callum Elder. Maybe off the bench, Callum Elder overlapping, marauding run, and he'll score one like Sonny Bradley. I'm not that ambitious, mate. He'll foul him before the ball reaches him. Um, yeah, Callum Elder, and yeah, we'll all be going home happy. Uh, so, right, thank you so much for, for watching, listening, uh, getting involved. We've had loads of great comments today and good discussion, which is great to see. If you did enjoy, you can check out other videos. We've got some about, you know, the new signings, if you want to find out more about them. You can find all that stuff on our YouTube channel, uh, Rams Talk Podcast, and you can find it on Spotify, Apple Pods, 
and yeah if you enjoyed it like subscribe please uh give us a rating especially if it's five star we're really grateful for that we've had so many great ratings which means yeah the world i guess uh we put a lot of effort in and yeah we're really grateful for it and yeah that's pretty much it um thank you so much for listening uh up the rams goodbye from me it's goodbye from me goodbye from me goodbye from me bye everyone see you next week away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.